I've been mentioning a man called the King of the Witches. King of the Witches made a statement once in which he described how he came to regret his involvement in the dark arts. Come to believe that after having sold his soul to the darkness, the subsequent death of a mistress and his sister were the resulting price that he had to pay. Sanders once said, I made a dreadful mistake in using black magic in an attempt to bring myself money and sexual success. It worked. Walking through Manchester, I was accosted by a middle-aged couple who told me that I was the exact double of their only son, who had died some years previously. They took me into their home, fed and clothed me, and treated me as one of their family. They were extremely wealthy, and when I asked them for a house of my own, with an allowance to run it, they were quite happy to grant my wishes. I held parties, bought expensive clothes, was sexually promiscuous. But it was only after a time that I realised I had a fearful debt to pay. And it would seem that Sanders believed that the suicide shortly after of one of his mistresses, along with his sister Joan being accidentally shot and then subsequently diagnosed with terminal cancer, was his price to pay. Well, not only did he come to regret dabbling in the dark arts, but he studied the book of Admirelin the Mage, a very ancient grimoire, and something that Alistair Crowley also took great pains to study. And perhaps, just like Sanders, the connection between him studying this book would also become surrounded by those who became victim to strange, unexplained demises. In 1964, Sanders married Maxine and made her his high priestess, and they moved to London where they ran a coven. Sanders had embarked on his series of magical workings to attempt to communicate with ETs. As well as believing he and his comrade Derek Taylor, who, if you remember, died rather mysteriously in the sea in our last podcast, where they believed that they were communicating with beings from outer space and Atlantis. But Sanders, the King of the Witches, also claimed to have a familiar spirit called Nick Demdike, who Sanders said, had told him that he had been burnt as a witch in the Lancaster trials of the 17th century. Sanders claimed to have been initiated into the craft of witches by his grandmother, Bibby, who was Welsh. Sanders said his grandmother taught him the art of scrying in inky water, among other old customs. As for his initiation, he said, that late one night he'd got out of bed and found his grandmother in the kitchen, her long grey hair hanging loose over her shoulders, and conducting some kind of ritual. On seeing him enter the kitchen, he said his grandmother stripped him naked, blindfolded him, scourged him, and then drew blood by cutting him on his private parts with a knife, saying, you are one of us now. He claimed that his grandmother told him she had to initiate him as this little boy in order to keep him from talking about her secret, which was that she was a witch. 
and he said she told him she would kill him if he ever told anybody about it. He even claimed that his grandmother had conferred upon him the rights of sex magic. However, this initiation story was largely dismissed as a fabrication and indeed an absolute fantasy many years later. Although his second wife, Maxine, says that Sanders, along with his six brothers, was indeed psychic and his grandmother was a wise woman of the cunning folk tradition. Maxine said it wasn't unusual to walk into the Sanders' kitchen in broad daylight to find a full materialisation seance in progress. In other words, a spirit would be fully physically present in the room. Sanders said his grandmother gave him her book of shadows and he created his own spells with it, and Alexandrian witchcraft was thus born. Sanders believed that his family lineage went back to the chieftain warrior Owain Galindorov, the last man to have called himself King of the Witches. Soon, hundreds of covens across England would be created, who would all follow the Alexandrian witchcraft path. The name Alexandrian born of Alex's name, but also in reference to the great library in Alexandria in Egypt. These Alexandrian covens were in direct competition to the established and reigning tradition of Gardnerian witchcraft, who had refused Sanders' entry. It's believed that having been refused entry to a Gardnerian coven, Sanders somehow managed to get hold of one of the group's Book of Shadows, and it's said that he borrowed heavily from it create Alexandrian witchcraft. High Priestess of the Gardnerian tradition Patricia Crowther was one of those who disputed his childhood initiation story, but she said that she had received letters from him as an adult in which he made no claim of being an initiated witch, but rather that he felt an affinity with the occult and wished to join them. Maxine Sanders confirmed that he was in fact initiated, not into the Gardnerian craft, but rather by a woman who led a coven in Nottingham and that he was also later initiated into Wicca, where he was a high priest. In his time, Sanders worked on various magical disciplines, including ceremonial magic and hermeticism. Interestingly, before his foray into witchcraft, where he went under the name Verbius, he used to go to spiritualist churches under the pseudonym Paul Dallas. He believed he could heal people by touch, or focus alone and it is said that he healed his own daughter, who was born with one of her feet deformed and twisted round the wrong way. He said he was given instruction by his spirit guide to apply olive oil and to manipulate the foot, and in fact her foot, contrary to the surgeons and doctors, who said nothing could be done for her, became very much better, and she walked only with a very slight limp in adulthood. Well, rather outlandishly, like the Grand Master of the Dark Arts, Alastair Crowley, who came before him, and who claimed he had created an entity called Lamb, well, Sanders also claimed he had created what he called a moon child, through a strange ritual of self-pleasure in the presence of a male assistant. He claimed that the baby, as he called this physical apparition, disappeared shortly after its creation, and grew up as a spirit called Michael. Michael 
then became the spirit Sanders used during his trance channeling work. But he also blamed Michael for leading him astray, for making him act wildly at parties, behave irresponsibly, and generally insult people. Until, he says, the spirit eventually settled down and I was able to control it in the end. Alexanders was a little like the outrageous, infamous Crowley. Son of a musical performer, Sanders seemed to enjoy attention and sometimes the scandals that came with it. On one occasion, for example, a story about Sanders was splashed all over the front pages of the national newspapers, due to the very strange ritual he conducted at Orderly Edge in Cheshire, where, as explained later by his ex-wife Sanders, he proposed to raise a man from the dead. A bandaged-up figure, lying on a stone altar, was examined by one of Alex's colleagues, posing as a doctor, who certified it was indeed a corpse. And Sanders read an ancient and strange invocation, later revealed to be a Swiss roll recipe read backwards. After his attempt to resurrect the dead man at Audley Edge, Sanders made frequent appearances on TV and radio, and often the photographs that were taken of him would show him surrounded by naked women, because in his coven they practice sky-clad, which meant that, while not compulsory, nudity was encouraged. And this applied to the male witches too. Sanders wore a robe, but the women surrounding him were usually naked, and the men too. As a result of his popularity, it's thought that Sanders actually initiated thousands of witches during his lifetime. Despite his outrageous image, those closest to him said he was a kind and caring and genuine man. When Sanders died of lung cancer, it was a mass media event with thousands of witches and pagans in attendance. Following his death, a meeting of the Alexandrian Tradition Elders was held on May the 12th, 1988. They released a statement saying, It has always been law in craft for a king to be chosen when there is a need for it. After much reflection, it was unanimously approved that there is no longer a need for a Halloween king. It would appear then that the title the King of the Witches was also known as the Halloween King. However, after Sanders' death, it was voted that no longer would there be the necessary title of King of the Witches or Halloween King. But the reason given for this was, they said, this is quite sad as there is no one properly prepared to assume this role. So in other words, they were not willingly wishing to get rid of the title, but rather they believed no one was suitably qualified as the now deceased King of the Witches. Sanders was said to have become drawn to the dark arts of the left-hand path and black magic in order to achieve power, status and prestige. Some controversial researchers I've found have claimed that Saunders had links, albeit not really substantiated necessarily, but to such figures as the rather evil, unmasked children's TV entertainer Jimmy Savile, the murderous Manson family and the Moores murderers who all apparently quite possibly sought him out for his magical powers and knowledge. Interestingly, perhaps Sanders' life was preordained because he was born on the 6th of the 6th, 1926, at 6am, 
well, this king of the witches grew to regret his involvement in the dark occult. And as I've said, it does seem to be that disaster and deaths often follow those who tamper with the supernatural. Like Derek Taylor lying mysteriously dead on a beach. And like Bill Rich at the farmhouse in Fenhoeg, whose marriage and sanity was stripped from him. And like Crowley, who it's often quoted, supposedly lost five mistresses to mysterious deaths, which were called suicides, I think, as well as driving several more to the lunatic asylum. Because of Sanders, mistress's death, and then his sister being terminally diagnosed and then being shot. Well, Sanders had studied the book, The Sacred Magic of Abmaraline. This ancient, Kabbalistic grimoire was something Crowley dedicated weeks upon weeks to studying too. It's an ancient book of magic that claims to describe a method to make contact with your holy guardian angel. The grimoire is attributed to a German man called Abraham of Wartsburg, a scholar of magic who died in 1460. The manuscript, in German, is a series of three books. The first book explains how Abraham of Wartsburg went on a quest to Egypt and met the Egyptian mage Abramelene, and how he was taught powerful ancient magic by this mage. The second book, described in great detail, is the Abramelene Operation, a ritual that lasts up to 18 months. The head of Alistair Crowley's Occult Order of the Golden Dawn, Samuel McGregor Mathers, translated the books into English from the French version. The ritual process included invoking both good and evil spirits to bring such rewards as treasure and love, the ability to fly, the ability to swim underwater, to become invisible, to raise great storms, to raise armies out of thin air, and to raise the dead.